This is the Sauce Town Stories podcast. I'm your host, Matt Cox. Welcome back. Um, we have a fantastic guest today. I'm a guy that I've known for a while and knew when he was just getting started, and he is absolutely crushing it these days. Um, so you'll definitely enjoy this episode. A lot of you know him too, and he's just a, a, a great dude in general. Um, so definitely enjoy that. Um, but before we get there, as always, a quick word from our sponsor, that's Ash Creek, Oregon. The Capitol Building Goldman, Hoopla, the Art Fair, these are all Saucetown staples. It's time to add another to the list. Ash Creek, Oregon Hazelnuts are the official sponsor of the Saucetown Stories podcast and need to be the official sponsor of your taste buds this fall. They're roasted, milk, my personal favorite, and dark chocolate hazelnuts will make you the star of any tailgate, go beeves, happy hour, or night by the fire pit with friends. Go to ashcreekoregon.com and order today. After that, quick word from our sponsor, Ash Creek, Oregon. Um, I'm finally joined by an awesome guest today. Um, this is a guy I've known uh, for some time since back to when he was kind of getting his start um, these days. He's crushing it um, in both the hair world as well as the fashion world um, up to a lot of different interesting things, which we'll get into. Um, he's a South High grad. I'm joined by Jalen Butte. Jalen, what's going on, man? What's up, Matt? Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, uh, of course, for, for making time for us. Before I forget, I want to give you big news in your life, uh, give you a, a quick congratulations uh, on becoming a, a brand new homeowner. Oh, I appreciate it, bro. It was a, it was a long couple of months trying to actually get something, but we're in here now. Just moved in on uh, Sunday, so place is still a little bit of a mess, but we're loving it. Yeah, it's quite a relief, isn't it? It's because it's you realize how much actually goes into that from figuring out the inspection to to your loan getting approved, and there's like it's overwhelming at some points with the number of moving parts that there are. Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, it's truly like not over until it's over. I mean, offer could be accepted, inspection go bad, and then you know you might have to be on to the next house. So. Yeah, we got really lucky with this one. We're we're stoked on it. Exactly, and and you're in you're in Multnomah Village now, which is a, a great area for those that know the Portland neighborhoods, right? Yeah, yeah, and we're like walking distance to the restaurants and whatnot. So that was a big draw for us, and me having my studio in Southwest Port or Southeast Portland um, is a big thing for me too. It's a ten minute drive into the studio, so uh, yeah, I'm loving that too. Awesome, man. Well, congratulations on that again. Um, as we kind of hop in uh, to the meat and bones of the the podcast here, first off, most of our listeners are gonna are gonna know you in some way, shape, or form, but but a few may not. So, just to start us off, um, give us a quick intro to who you are. Um, tell us about your your ties to the Salem area. I know you grew up in Salem, went to South, um, and then obviously we'll dive into what your doing nowadays in more detail later on in the pod but just give us kind of a high level view of of what you're up to yeah so from salem um actually went to sprague before i went to south for two years um then ended up ended up graduating from south um 
kind of tried the college thing. You know, I didn't really know what I wanted to do exactly. And that's what everybody else was doing. So I went to Oregon State for a year, figured that out, you know, wasn't for me. Um, and then that's kind of how I got my start in the hair world. I was like, what do I like to do that I can make money? Like, I like cutting hair because I was doing that for, you know, all the homies just out of the garage. And then I was really passionate about snowboarding. And, you know, I like 19, 20, like, that's kind of too late of a start, you know, like, you got to take count of injuries and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I wasn't even close to that. So, yeah, decided to sign up for hair school. Um, moved up to Portland when I was 20. So that puts us like 2013. So I've been up here like seven, eight years almost. Um, and then, yeah, now I have my own photo studio in Portland. Um, I also have my barber studio attached to that. Um, so we do rentals uh, for photography and video sessions. And I take private appointments right now um, in that Southeast industrial district. So right by the river. Got it. And that, it's, that's interesting because it, it's something that's been in the news a lot lately. And you obviously did this uh, many years back, but there are more and more people kind of deciding either starting or, or maybe not even going at all and just kind of deciding college isn't for them. They don't want all this student loan debt and, and more people are kind of following their passions. So you were cutting hair, you said, for all, for your friends at Oregon State and in Salem, I'm sure. Um, what, because I, you know, obviously we all go to, to barbers. What went into the decision? Because I know there's a lot of barbers that don't go to school for it. They're just like, I like cutting hair. And so I'm just going to, gonna do it what what why did you choose to go to to paul mitchell and, and what do you think you got out of that well i mean the main thing is you know barbering really didn't take off until like i'd say like the 2014 2015 year um and that was because of instagram i mean before instagram it's not like you were seeing people post pictures of their haircuts unless you know they took a selfie and posted it themselves or something it was just you know there's no way to tag your barber or, you know, just give credit. Um, and when I started, there was no barber schools in Oregon. I think the last one was a Fagan's, like, you know, somewhere in the mall and, and they had closed down and they were the only school offered a barbering program. So Paul Mitchell pretty much has offered me the best, like full spectrum on hair. Um, I actually learned how to do women's hair. Um, I learned color, um, perms. I mean, you name it. Like, it was funny because in school, like actual barbering wasn't something I did too much. Um, there was a couple of guys in the school and, you know, we traded cuts here and there. So when I got out of school, um, you know, it was like a nine to five Tuesday through Saturday type deal. You know, I rushed home and I'd have, you know, two or three clients a night waiting for me. Um, I believe that's when I started cutting your hair actually. Yep. Kind of out of a little, that little basement apartment I had. Yep, so, you and Skylar, you and Skylar in the basement of that apartment. <laughs> Exactly, dude. It's it's really crazy thinking back to that time. And for me, I was just stoked to be, you know, I was probably charging 20 bucks. Like, you know, I, I was just stoked to be making money doing something that I actually liked and, and wanted to continue to get better at. Um, so, yeah, for me, it was like, it was crazy because it was like the first time I had a real passion. Like growing up, you know, I never wanted to be like a, you know, firefighter or like a cop, like, you know, I just never really had that in mind. I like truly didn't know what I wanted to do. So when I found it and they, you know, gave me that feeling, like I knew I had to go for it. 
Yeah, I remember even back then going to get haircuts from you in the basement and I'd go to these other barbers. I mean, obviously there's other good barbers out there, but I'd be in and out of there in 15 minutes and then I'd go in to get a haircut from you and I'd be there 30 minutes and we'd be going over everything and uh, making sure it was just right. So it's, I, I mean, you could tell early on it was something you were, were very passionate about and truly cared about and wasn't just, you know, to exclusively to make money um take us through a little bit because you you know there's two paths you can go generally with 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 your career in your case as a barber you know you could have gone and gotten hired at a barber shop but you decided to go the entrepreneur route was that always something that you felt like you wanted to be a business owner or did that come about kind of later on um i'd say it came about really like six months after school I actually did work at a barber shop on Hawthorne, um, super popular shop. Um, you know, right after I got out of school, they hired me, you know, based off a referral and, um, I got thrown right into the fire. I remember my first day I had 13 haircuts on my books and I had never done even half that many haircuts in a day. Um, and they had it on a 30 minute block, uh, you know, one haircut into my day, I'm already two behind. So, you know, the owner's looking at me like, hey, man, are you, you sure you're going to be able to do this? Um, you know, <laughs> kind of had me worried myself a little bit. Um, but, you know, I, I got adjusted to that speed. And and that's what made me realize I don't want to be working at a barbershop. You know, you're, you're not really getting a chance to get to know your client too well. You know, a lot of times if you're not available, then that client might just go to whoever is. Um, so that really gave me the spark to go and do my own thing. Um, you know, and I had friends that turned into business partners that, helped that situation a lot. Um, we were able to go into a space together. Um, and, you know, by 22, I had a retail store in downtown Portland that I was already, you know, cutting hair out of as well. So um, it, it went really fast and, you know, I'm, I'm lucky to get a start as, you know, as soon as I did. And what have you learned? Cause there's, you know, they always, I'm, I'm kind of working on, or I am a business owner myself. And so I read a lot of stuff about this and they, you know, the analogy they always use is like being good at baking doesn't mean you should open a bakery. Being good at cutting hair doesn't mean that you're going to be good at running your own barbershop business. What have you learned aside from the hair piece, which you're obviously um, have been passionate about and are, are very good at, but what, what have you learned about being a business owner? Um, the biggest thing has probably been staying on top of my finances. Um, when I first started, you know, like I said, I was just happy to be making money. I was never really counting it. I was, you know, just kind of coming in, I was going out. Um, you know, I was able to pay all my bills. So it was kind of just like a happy go lucky situation. But once I really got a grasp of, you know, um, you know, what months I'm busiest, you know, like, and, and being able to look at like my year as a whole and look at it more as a, like a salary type and then realize what I can actually afford to do. Um, you know, the things got a lot easier. Um, so that took me a couple years. Uh, actually my girlfriend's a CPA and so she had a big influence on that. Um, so really getting a grasp of your financials is the biggest thing I can say to any barber, because if you don't know how much you're making, you're, it's going to be pretty tough to grow. 
yeah, getting that piece figured out is so important. And uh, I would having a, a CPA in, in your life is uh, having a good CPA in your life is, is something that's um, certainly very helpful there. Um, I know we, we talked a little bit off air about this, and I think it'd be really interesting to get into um, because we see um, in a lot of cases, it's because of Instagram or just social media in general that people can kind of portray whatever they want about their life. And it doesn't always match the reality. And sometimes, you know, running a business is not, um, there, there's, there's good days and bad days. And I know you wanted to touch on this a little bit, but w- what are some of the, I guess, uh, ups and downs um, that you've been through in the last seven or eight years with this thing? Yeah, man. I mean, you know, like the weather is, is a huge factor in Oregon. You know, if it's cold and rainy, there's not a lot of people trying to get out there to get their haircut, you know? This is a place you can wear a beanie like, you know, almost six months out of the year or a hat. So um, learning how to market um, and generate referrals based off, you know, continued clients, that's that's the biggest thing you have to do. Um, and there's, you know, there's times where like a couple of years ago, they'd be off, you know, coming up in October now, um, you know, I would expect to maybe have t- two, three haircuts a week and that's just kind of how it went. And and that kind of goes back to being on top of your financials is as long as you're, you know, you're putting the money away when you need to. Um, so when times like this come, um, you'll be fine. It doesn't always feel good. You, you know, sometimes I'm sitting here thinking, you know, what am I doing? Do I, you know, do I need to go apply for a job? Like, mm-hmm. and then, you know, it, it's funny though, because it always works out as long as you're doing the right things, putting your best foot forward, staying consistent. I, I've never had it not work out, you know, even me and I'm for me and I'm a worry wart. So um, just, just staying on it and, and just, you know, just staying consistent through those tough times. And speaking of referrals, I know you, if I remember correctly, you started, well, it was many years back, kind of getting some big names, cutting some NBA players hair. And obviously that leads to, to more referrals. Um, do you remember like having a specific high point or a, I shouldn't say a high point cause you're still growing your business, but, but a moment where you were kind of, it, it was, you just remember it being a really great day in your life where you were kind of like, I'm figuring this thing out. This is going where I want it to go. Oh yeah. 100%. Um, so now, I mean, he's one of my best friends. Um, Martel Webster. Um, I was at his house. Uh, he had a recording label um, about five years ago. And I went to go over to his house to cut another artist. I didn't know it was Martel's. Um, I just pull up. There's kind of like this cool studio set up. And then here comes Martel pulling up in like a Aston Martin or something. And it really hit me. I'm like, oh, wait, what? Like, this is where I'm at right now. Um, Martel <laughs> jumps, you know, I'm like, okay. This is crazy. Uh, Martel jumps out and immediately asks me for a haircut. So here I am cutting his hair, like in his studio at his house. And, you know, he was just an open, genuine guy. We, you know, got along right away. You know, at the end of the haircut, he's offering me um, to come to Austin, Texas for South by Southwest. Like he's taking his whole label. Um, so, you know, like two weeks later, I bought a ticket to Austin and um, got to stay with him for two weeks um got to you know 
see all of South by, which is amazing. I hope it comes back. Like it's, it's the best place to network. You can really make it what you want it to be. Um, and like during that trip, I, you know, I cut different artists and, and just realized like, yeah, like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and then, you know, I've had a few other moments like that and it's crazy because, you know, that a lot of that happened when I was like, you know, 23, 24, I'm like 28. So, um, yeah, I've, I've had a lot of good opportunities because of that time. Yeah. That, that's got to provide some reassurance too. that. Like, okay, this dude pulled up in his Aston Martin. He's an NBA player. He has made millions and millions of dollars. He can go, he can go get his haircut by anybody and it doesn't matter what the price is. He, you know, he's Martel Webster and he's choosing to go to you. I mean, that had to kind of click like, Whoa, I must be pretty good at this thing. Right. Oh, 100%. Um, and it's funny because the first first thing I said was like, hey, man, we actually met like, I think five years ago, we were at this snowboarding premiere movie. And yeah, we, I, he happened to sit right in front of me. He, he even signed my shirt. And so we even had that kind of moment to reflect on. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's just kind of when it clicked. That's awesome, man. So and then let's switch gears a little bit because I definitely want to get to this piece as well. Um Aside from hair, you're, as you mentioned, you've got a, a, a photography studio. Um, you have your own, I think it's you and your buddy, uh, Kyle, who I met back in the day. You guys have your yep. own clothing line as well. Now that, if I'm not mistaken, that's not something you went to school for or anything like that, right? Did that, or just tell us, how, how, did, how did that piece of it come about? Yeah, so, um, I mean, again, Instagram, that was a huge thing, like, around that like 2014 2015 era like that's when stuff started popping off um there wasn't as many brands as there are today and so um there it, there was like a limited amount of influencers um and that's what really like drove me to like go farther with hair and fashion just because that's what I wanted to do I wanted to correlate the two it was it was something we hadn't seen done before because barbering was so new and and uh and mixing it with fashion is just something that me and Kyle hadn't seen and that's you know who I came up with um so that was natural I mean even you know in high school like you know I was wearing stuff and you know getting jokes and you know all types of you know little names and stuff thrown at me so I was kind of used to that um so that was natural I mean I know what I like to wear and if I can visualize it then you know I can find somebody to help me make it um, so I had a partner, his name's Wookie Fields. He has a brand called Jay Fields. Um, he influenced me heavily. Um, he has his own cut and sew line. And I got to see firsthand, like how the business actually works and how it flows and all the pieces that go into it. And, and you know, the reality that not just one person can or has to make the clothes. You can have a team. You don't, you don't actually have to sew to be a designer. And so learning that just, you know, opened up a lot of doors for me. And, and you know, with our brand now, um, it's more of a passion project. It's something that's like, you know, if I'm, if I'm feeling it, then, then I'll, I'll put it out. I'll, I'll make it. If I'm, if I'm in the zone to like doodle and like create, then that's what I'll do. So I try to keep that light pressure, um, not something, you know, where it's like this, you know, spring, summer, winter collections or anything like that it's definitely based off passion, which is where I like to keep it. So we don't get burnt out. 
it's kind of funny you mentioned high school because it's there was definitely a time where like especially as a guy I feel like like dressing nice and having you know clothes that look good and stuff like that you would it was weird you would almost like you said you would almost get made fun of for it like oh why is that guy dressing so nice it was it was it's a really it was a really weird dynamic back then in school oh what I mean because we had nothing else to base it off of everybody could only see each other and you know where it's like there's no outside influences so um I, I totally agree with you man it's kind of crazy looking back but now with you know instagram all these apps like everybody has a sense of trend which you know you can follow and now everybody has a vintage tee on or some carhartt pants or whatever you know whatever's trendy and it's like all these young kids are about to pass up these older people who who you know got started in it first so it's it's crazy to see if I see some high schoolers and they're all just dripped out and stuff that I like. I'm like, wow, it's it's hitting fast. So you got to just stay you and, and keep progressing in your own way as far as that goes. Exactly. I remember back at South, like people before, you know, like you said, it wasn't out there on Instagram and stuff. So people are just wearing T-shirts and, and jeans to school. And now, I like you said, being here in New York, too, like I see these kids walking around. I'm like, this does this. 16 year old have a stylist or like what's the deal here oh yeah you're in the fashion mecca right now um yeah i the when i went to new york i was just blown away i mean it doesn't matter you know that they're stomping in like 1200 shoes and they're, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're dirty as ever but like that's what's cool and like eventually that makes its way to the west coast and then it makes its way to the younger kids and then you know it's a big cycle Speaking of, of fashion world and fashion meccas, you now clarify this for me. Did you ever, I know you were spending a lot of time in LA. Did you officially move there at one point? Yeah. Yeah. So I was going back and forth, um, you know, just trying to meet people, network. Um, when I was younger, I mean, I just didn't care. I was down to do anything. And I think that's what helped me grow a lot. Um, so yeah, I just decided to, lease out my room to a buddy and and I moved down there with a couple thousand bucks and slept on my friend's couch for a few months um shout out to Tom Bender he really put me on and um I met a ton of people within those first couple months and you know I was able to do house calls um I was help producing um, music shows at an artist house in Venice um I started cutting more celebrities um so me moving down there was huge um I was down there for just just over a year. Um, I love LA. I love what it did for me. Um, but ultimately, ultimately made me realize I wanted to move back to Portland um, just because of what I've built already. And, and knowing that if I could do it in LA, like I could continue to do it really well in Portland. And to be honest, you know, I like living in Oregon more than I like living in California. So it, it made sense for me, but I really needed that. And and me just kind of going on a whim, um, you know, just just was something I needed to do to prove to myself that I could, you know, do something like that. So, exactly, man. I think stuff like that's necessary to to grow. Sometimes, um, speaking of of Oregon, I mean, what would you say? You know, pe- people from Salem in particular, I think, you know, look at stuff like this, like, you know, Jalen moved to LA, Jalen started a business, you know, he's 
cutting this guy's hair, these celebrities. I mean, what would you, and it seems daunting, but what, what would you say to people? And I know it's a thing, and we talked about this off air in Salem, that there's kind of a feeling like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can get out of here if I want to. You know, some people want to stay in Salem, and that's completely fine as well. But w- what would you say to people, you know, to, to kind of tell them you can, you can do something like what I'm doing? I mean, just keep going and be consistent. I mean, that's the biggest thing, you know, like, respect, like, just keep going. Um, don't be scared to post your stuff. Put your stuff out there. Um, you'll be surprised how many, like, people like your stuff, how many people want to be followers, you know, how many people want to support. I think that was the biggest surprise to me is when I first got started, I was like, well, who's going to come to me? Who, who wants to buy a shirt from me? And out of nowhere, you know, people will come um, as long as you're consistent. That's all people really want to see. So um, just keep going for it. Um, you can't be shy and you got to create opportunities for yourself. You can't just wait for them to come around. Yeah, I think that's a big battle for for a lot of people is that that imposter syndrome stuff. Like you said, like, oh, why would somebody want to come to me? Why I'm not a big deal when really you're really good at what you do, but maybe you don't believe in yourself and then i agree that other point on on consistency in a you know in a world where there's a lot of fads out there where people will be really into something i mean we've all seen it whether it's a business or going to the gym or you know whatever it may be people are all about it for a few months um and then they you know they're they're not they're not consistent with it so i think that's a, a great great thing to share with our listeners as well yeah, I mean, and there's been things where I'm I'm guilty of that too. You know, I've I've tried other things and I just I fall off. But hair's been something for me that, you know, has let me do a lot of different things and and give me a ton of freedom. You know, like I think that's the biggest thing I've realized in working for yourself is having the freedom to decide what you want to do, and do it when you want to. Um, so I I mean I I couldn't have it any other way. All right, Jalen, if you're down, I want to do a, a quick little uh, less business oriented, kind of just more about your hobbies, kind of rapid fire round. Does that sound OK? For sure. All right. Favorite travel destination you've been to? Ooh, that's tough. Uh, Amsterdam, for sure, actually. Yeah, I can't believe I didn't come to mind right away. Um Definitely Amsterdam. I did a little stint in Europe two summers ago. Um, was there for about a month, and just spent like three or four nights there. And I mean, day one, I'm I meet some homies. Um, I'm cutting hair for them. I'm out to dinner, and you know, I'm I'm on the back of a moped, like on my way to dinner with people I just met. Like it was it was amazing. Um, just the culture and just the openness of the people there. They're, it's a great place. Yeah, I agree. That's a great city, extremely friendly people, very easy to get around. Definitely agree on that one. Okay, last book you read. Sheesh. Uh, I need to be better about that, actually. Um, But I I guess I got to say Gucci Mane's book. Um, For me, it's sometimes it's hard for me to relate to books, Um, probably because I don't read enough. But I know once I get past like that first like 50 pages, like I'm good. But um, his book was great. Um, I could relate really well and 
and it I actually I learned a lot. So yeah, have to go with that. Last, or you can name any like recent, but last good movie that you saw or TV show. You can pick something on whatever you'd like to, wherever you like to go with that. Oh man, I've watched so much TV this year. It's like all of us, um, <laughs> right? Man, that's tough. I. What did we finish? I mean, we actually watched The Wire. Um, I might have well, to say a, that. That's a classic. I, I, I know it's old, and it, it was hard to get through those first couple episodes, just seeing all the old technology and stuff, but uh, I think that's got to be up there. Wire's incredible. Uh, rest in peace to Michael K. Williams, by the way. Um, favorite Portland restaurant? Ooh. Well, that kind of changes for me. Um, currently. Currently, I'd say a Fury in Southeast. Um, I've recommended it to everybody who's asked me for a recommendation in the last, like, three, four months. So um, I love that place. The food is ridiculous. Um, really cool ambiance, too. So we can go with that. Love it. I, 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 I uh, agree with that one, too. Okay. Uh best uh or excuse me i'm sorry biggest name as far as celebrities athletes whatever the, whose hair you've cut um well portland's very own amine um oh wow was able to cut yeah i was able to cut his hair before his first uh big show in portland um and then once i moved down to la we kind of kept that going so yeah amine is up there awesome all right, man. Well, this has been great having you on. This is an unbelievable amount of good stuff um, to share with our listeners. Anybody looking to start a business or just wants to hear your story, which is really interesting. Um, as always, before we kind of close things out, um, I want to give you a chance. Uh, if there's any shout outs you'd like to give to anyone. And then secondly, um, certainly share where people can follow you or if, whether it's a website or your Instagram or, or whatever you'd like to share. Um, now's the, the floor is yours. Um, yeah. I mean, I want to shout out Martel. Uh, the guy gave me a lot of confidence when I was young. Um, definitely want to shout out my girlfriend, Allie. Uh, she's really helped me uh, grow my business and, and, and help me, you know, learn a lot about what I'm actually doing especially on the numbers side. Um, and then, yeah, People on Mars is my studio. We're located in Southeast Portland in the industrial district, uh, right near the Hawthorne Bridge area. Um, it's a great up and coming area. A lot of new buildings going in, a lot of renovations being done right now. Um, so that's where you can find me at peopleonmars.earth. So book an appointment. If you need the photo studio, you can reach out through there as well. People on Mars.Earth. I'm actually on there right now. The hoodie is sold out. One of the candles is sold out. And one of the hats is sold out. So get them quickly. Um, but yeah, sounds like you're doing really well there. Um, yeah, Jalen, that's about all I've got for you today. Is there any final thoughts you wanted to give before we uh, sign off here? No, bro. That was great. Thanks for having me. Um, looking forward to hearing more episodes. Absolutely, man. And, th and thank you for, for listening, by the way. And of course, thanks for making time for us. This was uh, 
very it's, it's seeing you when you were starting out to to where you are now uh it's, it's awesome to hear from you so congrats man yeah appreciate you and yeah bro you were my first client so it means a lot absolutely all right have a good one Jalen. all right matt take it easy